Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the latest episode of Fish Bites, the Miami Herald's Miami Marlins podcast. I'm Jordan McPherson. Well, where should we even start this week, you guys? I mean, this team, they're just continuing to impress. Uh, six and three on that last three-city road trip through the south side of Chicago, Seattle, and D.C. They just won their series opener against the Toronto Blue Jays, and just calling it a win feels like an understatement. 11-0 route, first team to shut out the Blue Jays this year. That Luis Arise guy only went five for five to bring his batting average up back up to 400. Uh, Jorge Soler, home run number 21, uh, got the shutout by basically throwing a bullpen game. Brian Hoeing, four innings, Waskar Brazabon, two innings, uh, an inning from JT Chargois, and two more from Archie Bradley to hold a potent Blue Jays lining up to zero runs. Marlins are up to 42 and 31 on the season. That's 11 games over 500. The first time the Marlins have been that far over 500 since the end of the 2009 season. Like I said, Luis Arise is hitting 400 again. Miami's second in the NL East. They're third in the National League overall, behind only the Braves and the Diamondbacks, and they have the sixth best record in Major League Baseball. Yeah, I know. A lot of people didn't see this coming. It's definitely been an impressive start for them. They're winning the games they're supposed to win. They're being competitive in just about every other game they play. And the crazy thing about it, this team still thinks there's more to come. They still feel like they're not playing at their full potential. Yes, you heard that right. The Marlins still think they can elevate their game, and it's easy to understand why. I mean, just look at where the roster is right now. They've been doing the bulk of this without Jazz Chisholm Jr., who hasn't played in a little over a month since dealing with turf toe. Since his last game, since the last game Jazz Chisholm Jr. has played, the Marlins have gone 23-10. and 10. Uh, they're doing it without a couple big pieces in their rotation. Trevor Rogers is still out. Johnny Cueto is still out. Uh, outfielder, obviously, El Garcia hasn't played since mid-May. And it's just the cliche next man up mentality. Yes, it's a cliche, but you've seen it with this team. Uh, look no further than a guy like Jonathan Davis. Marlins get him in a trade with the uh, Detroit Tigers when they're out in Colorado shortly after Jazz gets hurt. Uh, Minor league deal, they swap uh, minor league outfielder Brady Allen for him. The guy comes in with a career MLB batting average under 200, career OPS in the the low 500s, and he essentially has become their everyday center fielder while Jazz has been sidelined. He's been playing some great defense. He's come up in big moments at the plate. And the Marlins, again, you have to create their analytics department uh, from what I was told for how the Marlins found him. They had a list of about four or five guys that they were – debating and considering going after to be basically that stopgap for while Jazz was out. And one analyst went up and went, hey, to went straight up to the front office and went, this is probably the best out of our options. And considering they weren't considering big, 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 big names here. They were, again, it was just going to be 
replacement level talent. And from what I was told, this Jonathan Davis was the one they had to give give up the most in order to acquire. Brady Allen was one of their higher picks over the last few drafts. And he's worked out for him. And now it also brings to the point when Jazz does return, if you keep Jonathan Davis on the big league roster, he ends up being one of your late-inning defensive replacement guys. He could be a pinch runner with his speed. Uh, gives you some extra options. And then in the corners, Brian De La Cruz and Jesus Sanchez, both of them stepping up to the point where you're able to play, to start both of them with Avcel Garcia Allen having that void in right field. Sanchez in right, De La Cruz in left, Jonathan Davis in center has been really working out really well for them. And how can I not talk about the outfield when not just give a quick mention to that Jesus Sanchez grand slam robbery in Seattle. I still, I feel like I've thought about it at least once or twice every day since that play has happened and just absolutely unbelievable. Uh, I believe it was just the third grand slam robbery, go ahead grand slam robbery that late in a game over the last 20 years. Jesus Sanchez was incredible with that play and been stepping up at the plate too. Uh, in the rotation with Trevor Rogers and Johnny Cueto out, got to give a big shout out to Braxton Garrett. I mean, crafty lefty, he's had that very that rough outing against Atlanta. I think it was eleven earned runs, uh, but since then he's just been absolute nails. Two point one three ERA over his last seven starts hasn't allowed more than two earned runs in six of those seven starts. And the number that's really impressing me, because again. Braxton's not really a guy who's going to outstuff you. His fastball is in the low 90s, but he uses five or six different pitches to be creative and be able to out, out-compete you that way. He has 49 strikeouts against eight walks over his 38 innings over these last seven starts. He's been absolutely dominant, and he understands where he's at and where his progression is and just – understanding where he's at now, considering where he was to start the season. He opened the season as their long reliever because he didn't have a spot in the rotation. It was basically between him and Edward Cabrera for that fifth spot. And then gets optioned after about three or four games after being used in that long role because they needed another long man. Johnny Cueto gets injured after throwing just one inning in his first start. Braxton gets called back up and immediately goes into the rotation and hasn't given up the spot since. And then the 20-year-old wonderkin himself, Yuri Perez, he's going to make his eighth start of the season on Tuesday, the little bit after this recording goes live. And 1.8 ERA over seven starts, one earned run allowed over his past four, one earned run over his last 21 innings of work. He went a full six innings in his most recent start against Seattle, first time making it past five. And again, he's been as advertised. The main question is, how long is this going to go? Because the Marlins are still monitoring his innings. He's up to, I believe it's 60 full innings between the big leagues and double A. He's never gone more than 78 in a season. Marlins probably aren't going to let him go more than 100, 115, maybe 120. But right now with the way their starting pitching depth is, they need him in that spot every five, every five days. So most likely you're going to see him get reevaluated after the all-star break. We'll see what they do there. But for the time being, enjoy the run with what this kid's doing and how much he's helping this team get to where it is. 
And with the bullpen as well, you've got to, again, we talk about all the high leverage guys, AJ Puck, Dylan Floro, Tanner Scott, JT Chagua, but Andrew Nardi, this kid deserves some love too. Uh, hasn't allowed an earned run in his last 20 outings. Hasn't allowed an earned run since May 2nd. Uh, it's the longest active streak in Major League Baseball. He has a 0.83 whip and 26 strikeouts over the span. And 34 relief appearances overall this year. It's tied for third in the majors. He's been one of those guys who's really, his role has evolved since the start of the season. He was a middle innings guy who really got onto the active roster to start the season because Stephen Oker and Tommy Nance were hurt. So they had two of their relievers who were supposed to be mainstays on the shelf to start the season. So Nardi came in and just became that guy. He's able to get out of dirty innings. He's able to screen inherited runners. And he's able to do high leverage situations. He has two saves this year as well. And these few guys here, in addition to all the, the main guys who you would expect, again, Luis Arias, two five-hit games over his last three days, three five-hit games over the course of this month. Again, just he's hitting all those records. He's back to 400. Uh, Yuli Gurriel with the veteran presence. All of these people who are helping this Marlins team, they are living up to the message that Skip Schumacher has been trying to instill in this team since day one when he got the job. And in the simplest term, it's just go out to the field, expect to win. Ignore what's going on on the outside. Ignore what anyone beyond the clubhouse thinks about them. That they know regardless of the fact that they may not have all of the brand names, they may not have all that, they may not have the payroll that some of these other teams have, they have the talent. They have As long as if they believe that they have the talent, they're going to be able to do some damage. And they have. Granted, and I know this is the main qualm that a lot of people are saying, again, they're beating up on the easier teams. They have that big homestand where they swept the Royals and the, and the Oakland A's. They won all six of their games against the Washington Nationals. White Sox sub-500, yada, 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 yada. All of that's true. You still have to win those games. You still need to be able to do what you can to get as much as far ahead in the win column as you can. And if you beat those teams, it gives you gives you a need of cushion for whenever that slump happens, regardless of who the slump goes against. Every team's going to go into a lull at some point during the season. I mean, look at what the, Dodge, the Dodgers, they've dropped to third place in the National League West. You look at, uh, you look at, I mean, St. Louis, they're last in the Central right now. Uh, Philly had a slump. The Mets are un- under 500 right now. You have to win the games that are on your schedule when they are on your schedule. If you do that, that's all you have to worry about. And the Marlins have done that, and you're seeing them do it in different ways. You're seeing them compete until the final out. Uh, 18 or 16 one run or 18 one run wins, 20 come from behind victories. They don't care who the guy is that gets the big hit or makes the big pitch. They're celebrating everybody's successes, even when the individuals celebrating are struggling themselves. You're seeing the camaraderie. Uh, Brian Dale Cruz, I think, probably played the best when I talked with him over the weekend in D.C. He's like, all of us, we're just, each time we go to the field, each of us just putting our own grain of sand into the jar. We're all just doing our job. We're doing what we're supposed to do. We're not trying to do too much. And if each of us does that, then we're going to be successful. And if we do what we need to do, if everyone just does what they need to do, doesn't try to overdo it, doesn't try to underdo it, 
That's all we have to do. And all the other factor, they're not getting too far ahead of themselves. Skip Schumacher, every time he's asked about the run they're on, the success they're having, what this could mean, he just basically says, I'm going day to day. As soon as you start to think too far ahead or think about what you've accomplished, someone's going to drop the hammer on you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And while that's fair and Schumacher doesn't want to look ahead, let's look ahead. Uh, Marlins have six series left before the All-Star break. Again, they're 11 over 500 right now. They have two more games against the Toronto Blue Jays before facing the Pittsburgh Pirates for four games. Then their last road trip before the break is the Red Sox and the Atlanta Braves. Again, two top, two top teams in the league this year. And then they wrap up at home before the break against the St. Louis Cardinals and the Philadelphia Phillies. The beauty of where the team stands right now, and I got to talk with Tommy Hutton about this a little bit earlier, Marlins TV analyst, great guy, good friend, one of the best in the business, one of the best in Marlins TV history with all this. We were just chit-chatting about it. Even if the Marlins go 500 over these three series, that means they're still going to be 10 games over 500 going into the All-Star break. Marlins will certainly take that. I know a lot of fans will certainly take that, especially when you see how they got here. Again, you've got, you're doing this without Jazz. You're doing this with Sandy Alcantara having a 5 ERA. You're doing this with mixing and matching bottom parts of your rotation. This has been an improbable ride by this Marlins team right now. You're seeing how this is coming together. And we will see very, very soon if there is indeed more to come from this team. Uh, that's going to wrap it up for this week's episode of Fish Bites. Quick one this week, uh, road trip, travel back. It's been a long week, last week and a half. So going to just cut this one short, go a little bit more in depth next week. We'll see where things are before uh, next week when they head back out to the road for Boston and Atlanta. With that, I'm Jordan McPherson. Thanks so much, everyone.